Let's turn to Matthew. We have a special birthday, uh, Miss Miss Janet. Happy birthday to you! It's your birthday today. Brother Jim Miller, your birthday is yesterday. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And of course, the amazing Toshi, uh, two years old. So. Amen. I know we have more birthdays at the end of the month. Jim, Jim Zink, that's uh, two weeks next week, something like that. Any more birthdays we have? More birthdays? June 9th, well, happy birthday. What's your name? Uh, Gregory. Gregory. Happy birthday. Coming up, amen. Amen. All right, we're going to be in Matthew. It's important to, uh, there's a lot of cares, there's a lot of uh, busyness in our minds, amen? Uh, We come in the house of God often dragging in a lot of our problems from outside. But if you can't uh, get help you need from the Word of God, then where else are you going to go? Amen. So it's important when you come to the house of God, try to stay, try to get focused. You're going to have to force yourself to get focused, force yourself to settle down. Uh, when, when you sit down, you're going to start noticing your, your fingernails are long. you start biting them. Uh, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Uh, you're going to want to get coffee back there and donuts. And, you know, but the devil is going to try to steal away uh, from your attention what God is trying to put in there. Amen. Uh, so while you're here, with utmost focus. Don't listen to me. Try to listen to the Lord, the Spirit of God, uh, speaking directly to you. We have a one-on-one God, amen? He individually created each and every one of us uh, in His own care, time. Uh, The Bible says we're wonderfully and fearfully made. That means God took the extra care and respect to how He was going to create each and every single one of us different. Amen. We're not a bunch of cows in the meadow. Uh, We're not a bunch of pigs in the stall. Amen. Uh, We're we're God's people created in his image. And that's why the devil hates mankind. Devil hates mankind because we are created in God's image. Uh, After his likeness, the Bible says created he man. Let's turn to Matthew 25. And we're going to go over the parable here of the talents, the parable of the talents, Matthew 25. And God gave us his word. Uh, The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth, that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Every word. And it's important to read the word of God. It's important to get the word of God in you. uh, Because where the word of God is, there's going to be life. Where the word of God is, there's going to be restoration and uh, food for the soul. And we need the word of God. And you could believe that God's word is preserved. God preserved every single word in this book. We don't need to worry about man having his part uh, in this book. Man's signature is not in this book at all. Amen? Uh, man's, you can see man's uh, signatures on this building. You know who the architect was if you look back and say, you know, this person built this type of building or this house, and uh, this was a product of this person. And that's man's signature on... but. In the Word of God, it's just God's signature, because the more you get into it, you, you see that it's a, a holy book. You see that it's a, uh, a sanctified book. You see that it's a, uh, something separate that's not of this world. It's God's Word. Amen? It's, it's come from heaven. 
And we have the written word of God here. And as uh, Brother Rob read in 1 John, uh, you have the living word, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you have the written word here that he gave us. Amen. In Matthew 25, when you find it, if you would stand with me. We're going to uh, read here in verse 14. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Now, a parable is uh, a story, a heavenly or an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And parables are separate uh, from uh, everything else in the Word of God. It's the Word of God, but it, it, it's like a little break to help us better understand uh, some heavenly meanings. Amen? And God uh, designed God's Word to perfectly um, interpret what He wants for us in each and every one of our days. And it's all designed right here in God's Word. So when you read the Word of God, don't look at it as a book. Look at it as a living Word from heaven. And let the Word of God read you as you read the Word of God. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants, and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he uh, that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them five, more, five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou hast therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I would have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he sh uh, shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for this parable here. I pray, that, O oh God, that you will help us all to, uh, Lord, just hear, give us ears to hear, eyes to see. And, Lord, you are our God who created us. You are a God who saved us. I pray, Lord, now you'll help us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. God created man in his own image. God created, uh, when the Bible says when God created Adam and Eve, Eve he took from Adam. Now, it doesn't mean Eve is any less. Eve he took from Adam. If anything, Adam came right from the dirt, amen? And Eve came from Adam's rib. I'd rather come from a rib than dirt. 
but anyway, uh, Eve came from Adam. Why did God do that? Because to make that perfect union, that's marriage. Uh, there is no perfect union uh, on earth uh, than marriage. It's something that's sanctified, set apart by God, is the union of marriage. Something that's sacred. And that's why the devil tries to destroy the homes, uh, destroy marriages. Marriages is what builds a nation. If you can work a marriage out, then the kids are going to be okay. Amen? Uh, they're they're going to have a home to go to. They're going to have a father. They're going to have a mother. And the devil, though, just tries to destroy marriage because it's a picture of us in Christ, the Bible says. As we were created in God's image, why did God create us in his own image? So that he can have a union with us. Have that more perfect bond. The love that's there. We're not separated. What separated us was our sin. That's when sin, the Bible says, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon every man. For that all have sinned. When sin came into the world, that union was broken. The fellowship was broken. Uh, but as a good husband, as a good father, as a good God, he said, I'm not going to let this happen. Lord, you know that you're going to have to give your life to get this woman back. He said, I'll do it. And the Bible says he did. Died on the cross, amen, for our sins. That he can call us back now. Come home. Come back to the garden. The, the, the way is made clean again. Amen? And the Bible says we have one mediator between God, man, the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need anyone to stand between us and him any longer. We don't need a sacrifice. We don't need a priest. We don't need... We have the Lord Jesus Christ who paved the way as the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom, abolishing the priesthood forever. Now he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly, come, come, all ye that are burdened, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come, come to the cross, and I will give you rest. There's no religion on earth, there is no pleasure on earth that will fill the emptiness of your soul. And what you give today to fulfill the desires of your flesh does nothing for you tomorrow. You dive headlong into sin today, you're going to be more empty tomorrow. You think you're empty now that you have to fulfill your flesh. It causes more sorrow. Sorrow on sorrow. Emptiness on emptiness. Loneliness on loneliness. The worst of all are the ones who have created a self-righteous facade about them, a facade of pride. God knows how to deal with the murderers. He does. He forgives them. God knows how to deal uh, with the, the wicked of this earth. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen? God brags about how powerful his blood is. There are people, though, who diminish the blood of God. It says, it's not sufficient to save my soul. 
Yes, it is. One drop of blood will take away all sins of the past, the present, and the future of all mankind, once and for all and forever. That's the power of the blood of God. The concentrated power in one drop. Our blood is not like that. If I die today, I'll be forgotten, sir. And the greatest kings of all the earth, you'll hear a name, but it does nothing for us today. It's in, maybe even in the history book. There's no power in it, though. It doesn't drive you. You might get interested in a study or something, but that's as far as it goes. But when you hear the name of Jesus, the devils tremble. The hell foundations of hell shake. As Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power. Why? Because he uh, is the firstborn from the dead who died for us once and for all, that those who are found in him shall live forever. The worst of all are the ones who've created a facade. It's turned them ugly. The best people on this earth, the religious people, are the most self-righteous and prideful because they have diminished the blood of Christ. They don't know how powerful, they don't know how great uh, of sacrifice the Lord Jesus Christ paid for them. As if they have to add to that. There's nothing to add to God. God is all powerful. God is all knowing. God is all uh, love and grace and mercy. That's our God. You have a parable here of three people. The Bible says, In verse 14, the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. And I believe the kingdom of heaven is not heaven, but all the kingdom, all that God is working in, all the work of God, and his, as far as his kingdom goes, amen, which is uh, as far as to the ends of the earth, as the deepest parts of the sea, God reaches down to save sinners like you and me. He called his servants. There was three men. He calls. The Bible says that he calls uh, men everywhere to repent. He said, what about the people who don't know about Jesus? God's kingdom is, it reaches to all the ends of the earth. Amen? God's kingdom goes far. And the Bible, Jesus said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And he calls us all. He calls all men. To come to himself. He's the only way, the truth, and the life. We're concerned about uh, the right way. Jesus said, I am the truth. You don't have to add and study out anything else. If all you knew was, Jesus saved my soul. And that's all I know you'll be better off than everybody here. All the stuff we've learned and cluttered our mind up with, what good is it? In the end, thank God for Jesus. You say, when, I'm getting to, when I go to heaven, I'm going to ask him uh, those debatable questions in the Bible. And he's going to say to you, I'm not going to answer those foolish questions. Amen? 
We don't have time for that. We got work to do. And we, we get so wrapped up with the things of this world as if it's going to add anything to the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. He's powerful. You, listen, you want power in your life, you go to Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. We have a powerful God. Walk with the Savior. Come to the cross. Walk with the Savior. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling the far country. Unto one he gave five talents, unto another two, and to another one. Verse 15, to every man according to his several ability. You know what that word several means here? It means distinct or different. That means God takes the time and he doesn't treat us all uh, as just one people. No, he takes the time. He's a personal God. Amen? That means he knows your needs. That means he's touched with the feelings of your infirmities, the Bible says. You say, God doesn't know what I'm going through. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I want to ask you this. If God were to take away one thing in your life that's weighing you down, what would it be? If you were to say, God, if you were to take away this one thing in my life that nobody knows about, that eats me up, I can better serve you, what would it be? Would you allow God to take it away? Number one, would you allow him to? You know, sometimes we are people who we complain about living in a what-if world. You know the what-if world. What if this happened? What if that happened? Right? All these cares and struggles of our, of our lives. Uh, we complain about living in that, but it's just who we are. We kind of enjoy uh, living in that life but we don't even know about it yet. We don't even know how much we enjoy it. Because the opportunity comes, we can get out, and we don't. We stay. It's what keeps us going. But if God were to deliver you from that problem of yours, would you allow him to? But what if he says this, I'm not going to deliver you, but I'll help you. Would you take the help? Because God's going to do either one. Listen, you don't have to be alone in this life. Jesus is there. Amen. Amen? Amen. Jesus is there. You're not alone anymore. We have the Lord Jesus Christ who is there. Jesus is there. Jesus is there. You don't have to struggle anymore. He's there. The Bible says the moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God entered into you. And he will never leave you or forsake you. Never. Never. You have three people here. One, God gave five. One, he gave two. The other one, he just gave one according to his several ability. Why? Because he didn't want to destroy or overload each person. He knew what each one could take. You say, well, that's not fair. Why, why couldn't uh, I get five? Why couldn't I get uh, uh, what he got? I, I would be able to do the same thing. Well, let's keep reading. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. 17, and he had, that had two, he gained other two. 
But he that had received one digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. You see, it wasn't that one had five and one had two and one had one. No matter what, it was the Lord's. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. No matter what, I don't care if people don't believe in God or they believe that an alien, people have more uh, easier time believing that an alien created them than God created them today. That's just a fact. Don't tell me the word God. Just say alien. (laughs) Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Amen? Don't tell me God gave uh, man knowledge to build those structures uh, back then. Just tell us aliens did it. Because we want to believe that we're more advanced today because we drive in a car (laughs) and have a phone that has taken away everybody's brain and everybody's life. That's our, our greatest advancement of all time has brought man to the lowest point of all time. Amen? You get an old-fashioned husband, wife, mom, dad, sitting in the chair with their Bible, man, they shoot right back up. Why? Because the Word of God brings life back in. You have this person here to last in verse 18. The Bible says, But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. He took his life and just buried it in this world. Earth represents the world, the things of this world. It could be the religions of this world. Wherever you go, you find religion. You can't avoid religion. Why? Because God had made us a living soul. And our soul cries out for something. And you're either going to fill it with uh, lies, you're going to either give yourself over to lies, or uh, there's going to be people who just want the truth. And the Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? And that's why God gave us his word right here. Every word of God is truth, the Bible says. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Amen? The word of God. You could either fill it with uh, pleasures of life. You could fill it with uh, the, the riches in this world. You can fill your life with all uh, the things of this life. But in the end, what will that amount to? You had the first person who had given five. This man got saved. We could see that later on. Amen. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And he gave his life to Christ. You had the second one. He was only given two talents. You say, why, why couldn't I receive five like the other one? It doesn't matter. What you got is what you got. The parents you got are the parents you got. Uh, the, the body you got is the body you got. Fat, short, bald, hairy, skinny, strong, wet, it doesn't matter. Listen, you are created in the image of God. But it's what you do with it in In the end, that's going to matter. When Jesus returns, which he is, if you read the chapter before, the Lord is coming soon. 
And when he returns, will he find you faithful? Are you burying what God has given you in this world? Or are you investing it for God? Are you investing your time? Are you investing your life into the kingdom of heaven? I'm not saying being a religious person. God doesn't. Listen, God didn't create religion. God didn't create religion. Man created religion. We are not religious. We're just following this book right here, amen? Amen. And that's all. The last thing I want to do is waste my time in religion. There's a lot of people here the same way. They're tired of religion. They're tired of getting up and hearing a man or woman or whatever, or just uh, being about man's ways. Man's ways do not work. It's God's way, the only way, the only truth, the only life that works. Let's go to Isaiah, and then we're going to close. God wants us to be servants for him, faithful servants. The term faithful I have defined differently as I get older. We think of faithful as never messing up, right? We think of faithfulness as perfection. If you're going to be a faithful mom or a faithful dad, faithful husband, it means you cannot make any mistakes. Why even try then? If you have that mentality, what's going to happen is your definition of mistakes keeps redefining itself. And then you start making excuses for your sin. You wind up getting worse and worse and worse. That's why the prideful of the earth, the self-righteous of the earth, they find out they can't make it. So they just keep creating their own laws in their heart, which nobody can compete with, till the end where it doesn't make any sense. And then in the end, they're just gone. They collapse. They find out they can't even compete with their own laws and their own self. Thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest downfalls uh, of all of us is getting discouraged. Look in Isaiah chapter 42 with me. Isaiah 42. Discouragement is one of the greatest uh, defeats in our lives. We get discouraged. But let me tell you this. Cheer up. You have nothing to prove. What you got is what God gave you. And you can't lose it. It's God's. Amen? God said, just don't bury it. Don't bury it in this world. Just keep on going. The Bible says that he came back a long time later. And then he says, okay, show me what you got. Show me what you did. And they brought to him something. Amen? Something. And he said, well done. They gave it back to God. And that's when God gave them his, what he had waiting for them. And all that he had waiting for them was the same. It was heaven with God, with all the glory up there. Amen? What you give for Christ is only his anyway. Your life is only God's that he gave you. 
You give it to him and watch God give you the life that you've been craving to have. Jesus said, a seed cannot grow until it dies first. And he that saveth his life shall lose it. But he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. And we're so fearful that we hold on to a dead life. Let Christ set you free. And Jesus said, you shall be free indeed. Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect. And this is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ here. In whom my soul delighteth, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. When the Lord came, a voice came down from heaven. This is my son, everybody, in whom I am well pleased. He didn't cry out about anybody else. He didn't cry out about the priests and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and, and, and all the, the perfect people. God never did that to anybody. He only did it to one. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 2, he shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break. That means when you have your greatest fall, he's going to come over to you. Right? He's not going to crush it. He's going to carefully, carefully, carefully pick you up. Put you back. You fell? He's got you. What? Why would you get discouraged? What do you have to lose? It's all his. What could ever happen to you? He's got you. Why do you feel discouraged? Discouragement is just part of who we are. Don't let it take you out from looking at the, the way, the truth, the life. At one point or another, we're all going to deal with discouragement. We're all going to deal with depression. We handle it different ways, but we all go through that. But don't let the devil take you out even further and take you out uh, away from who can help you, why you're living. Don't bury yourself in this world. He shall bring forth judgment of the truth. Verse 4, he shall not fail. We fail. Nor be discouraged. We get discouraged. Till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. Till the very end, he's going to remain faithful and true. He'll never get discouraged. That's a God we can confide in. That's a God we can count on. That's a God we can live for. That's a God we can work with. Uh, with, serve, and work for. That's the true and living God. And that's the God we serve. The God of the Word of God. The God of the Bible. Don't bury your life in the religions of this earth. Don't bury your... You come to God. The Bible says, He that cometh to God must believe that He is. You have questions about your faith. You have questions about the way, the truth, and the life. It's just Jesus. You go to Him. Jesus, help me. I have some doubts here. And you open up the Bible and let him show you one-on-one. The Bible says, uh, when you uh, seek God with all your heart, you'll find him. I'll give one story and I'll close. 
I was witnessing to a guy. Uh, well, actually, he, he, he started it. I'm working. He said, I heard you're a Christian. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm a Jehovah Witness. I said, that's fine. I have a lot of work to do. And I was working. <laughs> he comes in uh, where I was working again. He leaves, comes back. He says, well, I don't believe Jesus is God. I said, that's okay. The Bible says that uh, he's God in the flesh. Amen? He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I gave him several verses. I just blurted him out. And I said, listen, I got a lot of work to do here. Uh, he left. He came back in. He said, well, I don't believe in hell. And I'm like, that's okay. The Bible says that uh, the rich man, when he died, he opened up his eyes, being in torments. The Bible talks more about hell than heaven. I said, listen, I got a lot of work to do here. So he left again. He came back. He said, well, I just don't believe you. I said, listen, this was the end of the day now. He was, he was doing this all day. End of the day. I said, listen, if you want to know God and truth, you're going to have to get on your knees tonight and you ask him, because I'm not going to be there when you stand before him in judgment day. This church won't be there when you, when, uh, you stand before God on judgment day. Uh, no person will be there. It's you and God. Amen. And let it be you and God now. Don't come here for me. Don't come here for anybody else. You come here for God. You, you, you get to know your, your God who never fails, who never gets discouraged. That when you're in your lowest times, he'll pick you up. There's no reason to live alone. I said, the Bible says, if you seek God with all your heart, you're going to find him. I challenge you to do that. I said, if nothing happens, then I'll walk away with you and say, God is not alive, he's not real, and all this is a bunch of lie. And I say that often, because, wait, watch what happens. That night, God on his bedside. Well, let me tell you what happened the next morning. Next morning, we're at the same job site. He comes running into me, running into the room where I was working. He said, please, please, I, I want to get saved. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? He said, well, I did what you said. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, I, I got on my knees and I asked God, God, if you're real, show me. And I looked up and I saw this Bible in my bedroom on a shelf that I never knew was there. So I grabbed the Bible. I just plopped it open. And the first passage he read and all they that were not found written in the book of life were cast in a lake of fire. Talking about God in his word speaking to us. God's alive. God's word's alive. We need to be made alive. We're dead, the Bible says. We need to live. There's no re If you're saved today, you live. You live for God. Don't bury yourself in this earth. That's where the dead are buried. Live for God. Live for the kingdom of heaven. For the kingdom of heaven is nigh at hand. I said, let's, 
get on our knees, and we'll pray. And you can receive Christ. And he got saved. Simple as that. And his life was changed. Amen? Why? Because of the word of God. Why? Because he sought God. He didn't listen to me. He did it on his own. And you need to do it on your own. Don't let another man tell you. Don't let another church tell you. They're not going to be there when it's time for judgment. Don't base your life off a man's word. Base your life off God's word. And may this church always stand for truth and the word of God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I ask you. Lord, we often do get discouraged and we do fail, but you never do, Lord. And we look to you. Lord, let us all lift you up in our lives. If we lift ourselves up, it's nothing but more discouragement and failure. But I pray, oh God, that we would lift you up. The one who never fails, the one who's all powerful, all knowing. And I pray, Lord, you'll serve us with your love, mercy, grace, and goodness, joy, and comfort. Lord, if there's anyone here who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, Lord, may you speak to them one-on-one and let them have the courage to speak to you back, to realize it's you. Lord, show yourself strong to anyone here that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. They might have religion, they might think they're a good person, but Lord, they're not. None of us are good. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, maybe there's somebody here who does not know the Lord as their Savior. Would you come down? Speak to me. And I'll take somebody uh, to show you from the Word of God how you can get saved. If you'd like to get saved, come on down and I'll take somebody with their Bible to show you how you can get saved. Anybody like that? Maybe you're here today and you've been burying your life in the earth. Why? That's where the dead are. You want life? You want to live? Live it for Christ. He's the one who gives life. He never fails, nor gets discouraged. He's someone you can trust. Don't trust me, I'll let you down. I'm just a man. But Jesus, he's the one who truly loves you, and he'll never let you down. He'll never fail you. He'll never forsake you. He knows your needs when others don't. Anybody else in here need to get saved? You've never received the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven. But you hope you would. Don't wait. Don't wait too long. There will come a day where it will be too late. You might have religion, but religion doesn't save you. The Bible says if there's even one lie on your account, you'll be judged for that. But the blood of Jesus Christ washes away every sin. All you need on your account is his blood. You don't need your works. You don't need church. You don't need all that. You just need the blood of Christ. One drop 
and it washes away your account clean, white as snow. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord of hosts. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as snow. Lord, I pray, Father, that uh, you help us throughout the week. Bless us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for our hope. Uh, Lord, that you, you will always come through. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful. Lord, you're not an unfaithful God. We can always count on you, Lord. In time of uh, struggle, we ask for help. You're there. In time of uh, when we fall, Lord, we ask for forgiveness. You're there. Lord, when we need you most, you're always there. But, Lord, help us now, Father, as you have given us life. Help us to live it for you. Help us not to bury it, Lord, in this earth, Father, and get caught up with the things of this world. Lord, I pray that you'd uh, get all of our attention and let us have a relationship with you that's one-on-one. Thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for being good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Uh, Lord willing, we'll see you as Wednesday. Come on out for our midweek Wednesday night service, Wednesday at 7. Amen. And make sure you welcome our visitors. God bless you.